Welcome back to another episode of the Social Unavailable Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is, I think, episode, what, 17, 18? Um, today I'm joined by Mr. Lewis, a uh, gentleman I actually just met today, actually. Uh, if you want to like, give you a little self-introduction, introduce who you are, where you're from. <laughs> uh, my name is Mr. Lewis. I'm from Columbus, South Carolina, raised in New York. Oh, okay. 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 From New York. From New York. Oh, I didn't know that but part. I, but I was raised in New York. Born, okay. Born here. Born here, raised in New York. What yeah. part of New York? Queens. Oh, nice. You miss it? No. <laughs> what do you not miss? The snow. Oh, I hear that one. Yeah. I don't like the snow the down cold, there. The cold air. <laughs> kind of but, you know, I, I like the fact that it's a city that never sleeps, you know. Mm. Yeah, it is. I like that city too. Uh, I don't like the snow either, though. I can't wait to get away from it. But um, you want to get tell us a little bit more? I know uh, the reason I wanted to get on to talk to you because uh, I heard you're very musically talented. Well, not really. I collect musical instruments, but I mostly play drums. I collect other instruments: keyboards, saxes, trombones, flutes, guitars, basses. Oh wow! You know, but only thing I play uh-huh. is the, my talent is the drums. And how long have you been playing the drums for? Since I was probably six. Six? Yeah. Oh, so you, you must be uh, on nah, that I, thing. I, I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what happened um, in Queens, they used to have a, 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 a Boy Scout troop. Uh-huh. And I think the number was 362. 362. And so they used to have... Uh, different marches, you know, like uh, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, this, that, and other. And so uh, they used to have a bugle or horn section, and they would march up and down the streets of Long Island. Mm-hmm. And I wound up hearing a bass drum. It was like, drove crazy. You know, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And so I ran over. I saw that there was a store that used to be on the corner. I went and got me some box oh okay and, and, and found me some string and tied the string in the box and so i've been a drum head ever since okay little string little piece of little box start right. banging on it yeah. what you use your hands or are you like no you i got me some sticks i, I got some, some sticks, sticks. <laughs> i'm beating that the hell out of that box put a hole on the box flip it over restring it up wow Wow, that's 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 interesting. That is really that's interesting. And that's how you started it. Wow. So from a box, a box and a string. Yeah, a box and a string. Wow. And then now here you are. How many years later? Oh, probably mm, sixty years later. Sixty years. Yeah. Sixty years. And how? And how? When did you get onto an actual like drum, like drum set or? Probably when I was about, I would say eight or nine. Okay. basement, you know, mm. my mother, she didn't mind me playing drums, but, you know, I, I couldn't play no drums, <laughs> and I only knew one beat, Okay, and that's what I played for years, years, <laughs> and years, it seemed like, and um, that's what I would do, mm. and through playing through the years, I got a little bit better and better and better, and so I think by the age of uh, 13, I was with Santana. 
Okay. In Queens, you know, and uh, him and this, uh, and we had a music show we used to go to, and there was another drummer named Marshall I went to school with. Uh, his, his father owned a music store, and Santana would come in there and tell him, I need a drummer, you know. Yeah. And that's how I wind up playing with him. No way. And this was no experience on the gym, or you had some yeah, experience? I had no experience, and I would go to the penthouse, and, uh, you know, they, they say I have a rehearsal at this house, you know, and I listen to the people. I said, man, there ain't nobody with no clothes in there. What's <laughs> they were nudists, you know. I didn't know oh, that, you know. okay. But, uh, so I uh, hung out with them for a while, and, of course, he had this guitar thing, which was called a repeater. This is in the sixties, mm. and he was just wailing and wailing and doing <laughs> his thing with it. You know. Wow! And so, did you get lessons from him then? No, I had lessons from Buddy Rich. Okay. Years ago, my godfather <laughs> uh, was a trumpet player. Okay. And he was from here in South Carolina. Mm. Him and Dizzy Gillespie were high school buddies. Okay. So I used to go over to Dizzy Gillespie's house and uh, Louis Armstrong's house and Sammy Davis Jr. house out in Long Island, the house of Long Island. And uh, I didn't know who these guys were. Uh-huh. You know, just hanging out with my godfather, him and uh, uh, Dizzy had that strange horn that shot up, you know. I used to go over to Dizzy's house all the time and get candy, too. And it was, his, his wife said, I said, Mr. Dizzy, oh, no, he's on tour. I was so young, in tour. <laughs> what the hell, you know, in tour in Europe. I didn't know what, maybe she sounded like she was speaking a foreign language to me, you know. I said, you remember me? Yeah, boy, you just here the other day. Yes, ma'am. I said, uh, we was riding around. We was poor. We were riding around on our bicycles. We didn't have no tires. We was riding on rims. Really? Yeah, and the sparks were shooting up from yeah. the rims, you know. And I said, yo, wait wait a minute, fellas, wait a minute. I know somebody live here. Well, they got some good old candy in there. <laughs> and so I, I knocked on the door. I said, how you doing, Miss Dizzy? And she said, yeah. I said, Mr. Dizzy home? She said, no. Like I said, he in tour in Europe. I said, tour in Europe? I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I said, yeah, you, you, you remember me? She said, boy, you were just here the other day. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I said, yo, I'm looking around. I see you. Still got any of that good old candy in here? He said, yeah. I said, you got enough for me and my friend. that runs down on that bicycle with <laughs> remnants tires looking at me. And uh, I said, bring her behind here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my head and went on in there. And she uh, hooked me up with two bags. She gave me a, a decent bag for myself. Then she gave me a big bag of candy. And, uh, and I, I tell her, I said, I said, thank you, Miss Dizzy. And I walked. I said, I told you they had some candy in there. <laughs> <laughs> and we rode on off on a, a, a tireless bikes with the sparks shooting up, <laughs> eating candy, went over to Casino Park. Okay. And uh, hung out there for the day. And uh, that was my episode of hanging out with the those uh, big shots. And like, uh, like I said, I would go over Louis Armstrong's house and him and my godfather would be blowing, and you know, being a little boy, you know, that's all y'all do every time we come here, you know, I, I wanted to play or something, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, Louis, we 
we didn't call Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, we called Pop said, you know, I, I wrote a song the other day. <laughs> and, and my godfather, well, let, let us hear it. And so I see trees are green, oh, red roses no. too. I see they blossom for me and you. And I think to myself, well, what a wonderful world. No way. And so I was a little boy. I ain't yeah. understand that. I ain't understand that raspiness. And boy, I put my, there's something wrong with his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that was his style. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and I remember going out to Long Island to Sammy Davis Jr.'s house. Wow. And he, uh, he would always be playing the piano. Me being a little boy, one time I went there, he didn't have no patch on it. Next time I went there, he had a patch on it. I, what the? <laughs> I didn't understand that, you know. So, hey, that's all I wanted to hear as a little child, you know. Hey, yeah. I want to go play right now, you know. Yeah. So, uh, he, had a, he had a white wife, and they had a yeah. daughter. Yeah. Her name was Renee Britt. You know, they're talking about playing, you know. And so, uh, is it time yet, you know? Is it ready to go yet? So I hound him and hound him and hound him and hound him and hound him. You know? And so Sam said, we can't get nothing done with that boy here. Yeah. It bought me a bag. The bag was half the size I was. It was a big-ass bag. And so uh, <laughs> it took me out to uh, this park. And there was some ducks out there. They said, uh, here, eat some of the cheese dudes and go out there and feed them ducks. So I go out there, hey, hey, ducky, ducky, hey, ducky, ducky. <laughs> man, them duckies ran my ass out the park. Uh, the ducks seem like they're 10 feet tall, man. <laughs> and they, they ran me out the park. And so Sammy says to my godfather, boy, the next time you come over here and mess up our jam session, we're going to bring you out here and feed you to the ducks. So that, 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 that shut me down. Wow. Wow, Louis Armstrong, though. What about him? You 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 knew him like I used to hang out at his house on his back no porch. No way! Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of in the musical field. I've been in the music musical field since I was like I said eight. Yeah. The Apollo Theater was my babysitter. Apollo Theater was my babysitter. <laughs> no, so you were they there used to take day. me there Fridays uh -huh. and leave me there to Sunday. I used to sleep there, no. hang out with Jackie Wilson. You know, people don't know that. The Apollo Theater uh -huh. was Jackie Wilson's house. No way. The yeah, Apollo and he, he performed like five, six times a day. Yeah. And we used to, I used to run havoc in the Apollo, you know, <laughs> as a little kid. Boy, you don't belong in my head. Well, you can't catch me, mister. I'll be running all over. <laughs> but, you know, people, uh, last time I went there, I went up to the Apollo, I can't even remember, it's about 10 years ago. And up under the Apollo Theater is a room called the Green Room. This is where okay. all the actors and, I've, I've and entertainers hang out at. Before they go out. Before they go out. Okay, yeah. And so um, I took a friend with me, and it was a girl. I said, okay, yeah. this is a one-in-a-lifetime event in life. Yeah. But that's, that's uh, but I had a blast in the Apollo. I used to hang out with Jackie. He get his nails and hair done and. You know, wow. and 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 through 
hanging out with him and Apollo being my babysitter, there was nobody that came through yeah. that I didn't see. Wow, no way. That's yeah. Apollo. Yeah. And you hung out in the green room. You see yeah, in the green yeah, room. Isn't yeah. it? Last time I was there, I was with, I think, Roberta Flack, Maxie Gray, and the horn section from down in the, with the Louisiana. The horny horns down there. No and way. And that, the tickets were $100,000. Yeah. To what? To, 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 per person. To see them? It was for the American Jazz Foundation. Okay. And so what the American Jazz Foundation did, they get a corporate people on this show uh-huh. at the Apollo, and they would buy, like it was a guy, he lost his legs in a motorcycle accident. Oh. Right, prostheses and things of that nature for some of the musicians, uh, some of the musicians, some of the old musicians that would help support them mm. in their elderly age. Wow. So that's what that money. So you you've been around, huh? Yeah, you've been I'd around know. a lot of it's nobody I'd never seen. Wow, that's amazing. That's really amazing. So I'm sitting across from a legend, then, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I hang out with legends, and some people call me a legend, but you know, I'm just a humble fella. You know, that's <laughs> they had a fantastic life in uh, in the music field. You know. Wow. Okay. That I'll, that's. I was also the first vice president of Cool and the Gang's fan club before they became famous. Really? Yeah. Wow, man. You, that makes you a legend. You know, hanging out with those legends makes you a legend. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only legend I know is who I went to the Apollo with the last time, which Drink Smalls. He's a South Carolina legend. Okay. And he, uh, they got a book about him. I was his best man at his wedding. His best man? I was his best man, <laughs> you know. But and he's he's uh he's ninety years old. Okay. They done honor his stuff is in the state museum. They done he done had the city keep of the city numerous times and uh his last birthday he was eighty nine doing fine. You know, he likes to rap, you know. And so uh I went to his ninetieth birthday party at the State Museum, and uh, like I said, I ran across people that wrote books about, oh. you know, and some of them, you know, they're so busy trying to write the books, they they never knew that I was his best man. They never, wow. you know, they never knew that, uh, you know, I've been playing with him for years. Wow. You know, in this state. And I think we did a showdown in Charleston, who was that? Al Green Buddy guy, you know, Drink Smalls, and that was the Charleston Jazz Fest. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, back in the day, I think I had a, in New York, I had a 10-piece band. A 10-piece band? Yeah, different shades of black. Different shades of black. Yeah. And wow. We didn't, we didn't cut any records. Yeah. But I've been on numerous CDs with various other groups. Modest Singers, which is a gospel group, uh, Blues Deville, Shelly McGee and Blues Deville, you know, and I, you know, I just, I'm what they call a studio drummer. Studio drummer? What? So? Studio, I, you know, you need to do a recording, I'm the man to go do it for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. So you, you played drums for people's records then? Yeah. I 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, man. You got to write a book. That's what, that's what everybody keeps telling me. You, know? <laughs> you, you have and, to write a book. This podcast might help. Yeah, help we, get, yep. get, get on a good, 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 good idea. I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. You have, I, I feel like you have a lot of good stories to tell, and a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, I remember when um, people don't know. Like I said, the Jackie Wilson house was the Apollo Theater. Yeah. And so, before I changed my name to Lewis, uh-huh. I was a Jackson. And so, <sighs> Michael happened to be there for amateur hour. Diane Ruskin brought him in. Uh huh. Okay. So we looking at Jackie Wilson on the stage. And I said, Michael, what you going to do? He said, I, I got an idea. I said, what do you mean you got an idea? He was watching Jackie Wilson. Jackie Wilson was saying, you better stop. And he used to hit on the floor and, and, and dog me around. You know, that was the name of the song. And Michael came out on stage, did the same song. He was six or seven, eight years old. No way. And, and they said, they got a baby Jackie Wilson in the house. <laughs> yeah. And Michael was famous ever since. Wow. About two or three weeks later, uh-huh. he came in with the Jackson 5. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, but it was, you had um, you had Smokey and you had the Motown Review, all of them would come in, you know. But Michael came in and did a, the same song Jackie Wilson did. And he was famous ever since. Wow. So you've seen the Jackson 5? Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah. Oh, I love Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is one of my Michael favorite artists, man. He's a very talented man. Yeah, wow. So you hung out with a lot of great greats. A lot of greats. All of them. All was, of them. Was, wow. Was, was, you know, like I said, if they came through the Apollo Theater. You've seen them. I've seen them and I hung out with them. Wow. So then, so... Knowing all this, so being at the Apollo and seeing other people, what's one of the most like honorable, honorable, or like most greatest uh, uh, memory you had? Parliament Funkadelic. The Parliament Funkadelics. 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 Okay. And they came there with long, long head sucker, and they had diapers on, big old pins. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I'm used to the people from Motown. Yeah. yeah they suit down and yeah. gown down, and here these jokers come on here with. With diapers <laughs> on, what the hell? <laughs> it, was, it was a trip, and um, I think the other group that I seen that was more whitish was uh, who was that? Red Earth. Red Earth. Yeah, the name of that group, Red Earth. They came in there and they performed. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. You, the diapers thing. I'm still stuck in this diaper yeah, that, thing. That was, that was a Parliament. That's the way they. That's they, how they, they do that. That's their getup. That's their, that was their they, thing. They, yeah, and, and they still do it today. Really? Yeah. Oh they, man! Drop the mothership and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, <laughs> they smoking that stuff. Yeah, it was a real interesting one. Yeah. The diapers, grown men, grown men coming out with diapers. Yeah, that's funny. That's yeah. interesting. So that's one of your like, great like, astonishing. Yeah, that, 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 that that shocked me. That was like in the culture shock. What the hell is this? Because you know? <laughs> I, I wasn't used to that. You know. <laughs> You know, I'm used to people, the Motown, all of them people, they, they got, they suited down. Yeah. You know, they got their show Smokey and all That's of them. That's nice. You know, Jackie, you know. Yeah. And then I see Parliament Funkadelic coming to the house. What the hell is this? And they all out the aisle. And they tend the Apollo <laughs> Theater up, boy. <laughs> yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. Wow, man. Do, do you miss like being at the Apollo and, and, and seeing all the people? No. Um, what's my name, my boy? Name? Joe Carter. Okay. He's He was the keyboard player for Ray Chu and the crew. Ray Chu and the crew. That sounds Which familiar. is the Apollo Theater's band. Yeah. Okay. He's now the stage manager for the Apollo. So oh, he was okay. Saying, man, you need to come back up here, man. <laughs> yeah, I said, no, I can't do that. I said, I said, said, man, you need to come back up here. I said, I can't do it, dog. You know, I said, I gotta go. I gotta let my wait for me. He said, uh, you need to come back. I said, man, if I come back to New York, I lose my mind. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. I said, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. <laughs> so he wanted to come back. Yeah, he wanted me to come back. And start do, start playing again and yeah. doing all that. Wow. You know, you know what about what about, what about over here? You ever thought about doing it from over here and just like using still like still making like the like you said the studio drummer? You still think you ever thought about doing it again, but over here? No, well up there we had some of the best music studios, the record plan, media mm. sound studios. Well, it's New York. Yeah, that's what. That's <laughs> and, and they were stupid money per hour too. You know? Oh wow, I can't imagine. And uh, so you know, I mean, one time we went to. We was amateurs, you know, to a certain degree, and we must have spent about sixteen hours on one song. Sixteen hours. And this, I think it was like a hundred and seventy-five dollars an hour. So we was going in the hole big time. Wow! And that was with a group called uh, Montage. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I feel like I've heard. I think I've heard of that. And but that used to be in New York Montage. Wow. And it took you 16 hours to make this song. This one song. One song. Yeah. No, it was terrible. It was terrible, man. You know, so the studio time beat you to death, you know. But I, I just been playing with local groups here. And oh, okay. Oh, so you're still playing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a good time doing that stuff. Man. So are you in a band then over here? Yeah, I'm with a band called Natural Desire. Everybody has Natural one. Natural Desire, Everybody yeah. Everybody has one, but they don't use it all the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's the name of it. Natural des- de- desire, yes. and how, how often do you play then? We play two or three times a month. Oh, okay, not you too know, bad. Sun, sun, sun break yeah. not need to knock off the cobwebs. So. <laughs> wow! So at least you still, at least you still playing and still. Yeah, you're still in the music then. Yeah, I love it. Uh, wow. So. This is really interesting. I didn't know a legend was living over here. <laughs> There's plenty of them around here. Wow. You gotta look for them, right? <laughs> wow. So what's um what who or, or like what inspires you the most to play the drums or, or be into music? That's a hard question. <laughs> being a drummer, I like certain songs. Okay. You know. Now thinking of uh, Pops, he inspired me the most, but I didn't understand it because I was so young. You know what I'm saying? But after yeah. I started learning what he was doing, uh-huh. I see trees are green, <laughs> That's a great red song. roses. This is a fabulous song, man. You know, <laughs> wow. That that inspiration there, it was so simple, mm. and it's uh, you know, it's, it'll last forever. Song, that yes it will. So just a simple way of how he sang that song yeah. inspired you. Yeah. Wow. And he, I know you called him Pop, right? That's yeah, his, that's, how, that's yeah. how you called him. Wow, man. This is very 
Cool, really, really, that's really, really cool. I didn't know, like, I didn't know. Miss Shipman just shared with me that she was just like, you know, you play the drums and you're a musician and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I like drums, I like music and all that stuff, so it'd be cool to talk to you. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to get all this. Right, I understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy and honored to be able to talk well, to you I'm about glad, this. And... Glad you do this with me, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy. We got to get you started on that book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what... I, I already got the title to the book. I just, uh... It's the beat of the drummer. Beat of the drummer. Oh, that's a good and, one. And, and uh, in pursuit of Pizarro. Pursuit of Pizarro. Now, do you know anything about Pizarro? No, I do not. Yeah. I'm an art collector. I collect instruments, guns. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Pizarro, the artist was named Camille Pizarro. Camille Pizarro. Okay. Okay. And he trained all the impressionists, artists, how to paint. Oh, aces, aces, and wow! Okay, he taught them how to paint, and he was born in 1830 Mm. in St. Thomas. Oh, oh, where's up here? St. Thomas, the island. Oh, okay. Okay, and then and then he, at the age of 12, uh huh, he left St. Thomas and went over to Paris, France, boarding school. Paris, France. Okay, and that's when he started doing his artwork there, and then he got over there and he went to art school. He, uh, that's that's why I would name that book like that because I'm trying to get some paintings that I have. Uh huh. His first three paintings, I'm authenticating. Oh, well, you have his first three, sir. Have his first three. No there. way. Yeah, and uh, from my understanding, I think. If he taught all the impressionists how to paint, mm-hmm. and the number one, it goes by the artist who taught you how to paint. Yeah. And so, the long run, the highest price of an impressionist painting, I think, sold for $150 million per painting. And that's an impressionist? Impressionist. That's the only thing I collect is impressionist painting. Okay. Okay. Uh, if he trained that artist, that painting sold for $150 million. Yeah. You can only imagine what... Yeah, what I <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying? And wow. So that's, that's why um, you got to think about, which is probably going to be in the book, the prejudiceness mm. and the white supremacy this in this country mm-hmm. because I've been sending the Sotheby's, Christie's, Brohams, all the auction houses of what I had. Okay. Send them a brochure. Okay. Okay. And they all act like they got amnesia. <laughs> For real. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. You yeah. know. And I understand that. Yeah. You know, so they got different things like what they call a chip bank, where they take a little piece of the paint off and they analyze it with some other painting that he had, right? Make sure it matches to, what to he was sure using. Make sure it matches, right. Yeah. Well... This last guy I was talking to, I was going to go see him last summer. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, well, man, I'm going to come up there, you know, bring the paintings, and get some, you know, get a piece of the painting. Yeah. He said, man, I can't help you. I said, what do you mean you can't help me? You, we, we were talking about two or three years. Yeah. I, 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 I sold my company to Sotheby's. Uh... I said, hold up, man. How you do something like that? Didn't you bust them 12 times last year with forgeries? You know, something wrong with this picture here. <laughs> you know, 
Well, I, I'm I'm only in the consulting uh, area. I can't help you no more. I said, okay, no, I understand. Wow. You know, so don't think. Yeah. There's no forgeries out coming course. coming across. You yeah. know, in the, in the art world. Of course. And, and, and then me being in South Carolina, this is not no art hood. Oh. You know, but I got the paintings from New York. I brought them with me. Oh, okay. So I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Wow, that's messed up. And and, and that was a gift to me. Yeah. From from uh, a a saxophone player with the Benny Goodman band. His (laughs) wife was a collector. And she gifted. And she died in 1963. Uh huh. And he said, "I saw the painting. I said, man, I like that painting.' He said, "Man, I ain't into that." He said, "You want it?" I said, "Yeah." I got two more by the same artist. No way. And he said, you could have them. He said, hold on to them 20, 30 years and see how much they'd be worth. And look at And look I done right took now. them around to different museums. I done took them to people that, oh, who was that painting there, man? Oh, that's my Monet. I mean, my, uh, he, I forget his name. But he had a, oh, that's my Rembrandt by Rembrandt. A self-portrait of Rembrandt. I said, well, that painting about three, four, five million dollars. You got it in your house. You know, I had played it. They yeah. got his house. Yeah. Wood carved mahogany doors and wine oh, cellar and this and that. Man. Man, who's that painting there? <laughs> that's, a, that's my Rembrandt by Rembrandt. I said, well, I got some paintings. Maybe I could bring them over and let you give me some ideas about these paintings. You know. I said, well, we could do that. We could bust some wine at the wine cellar, man. Just come on over. You know. I said, okay, that's a bet. Give us a little heads up. I said, I could do that. So I went on uh, over there, him and his wife. They was in there. They they went downstairs to get some wine at the at the, at the wine cellar, and uh, and I put it on the table. And I said I only took two over there. And so, I said, man, uh, next thing I know, two of his son-in-laws come in. Uh-huh. What y'all up to? You know, <laughs> and and. and uh, Said we were just looking at some paintings and they, who the artist, you know, they went back in the room there on the computer, and, and they and, and and came back. They kept inter- interrupting yeah. our conversation. Cut talking a minute, <laughs> and, and his wife trying to distract me. I said, "What?" I can hear. That's his painting. That's that's the way he draws. He's a quick painter, and that's the signature. You know. Oh. You know. Yeah. I didn't know what I had at the time. No, really? I didn't know, right? You just, just like the painting. I, I, that was my second confirmation. Oh. Because I went to an art teacher before then. I said, you know, I was asking God, I said, Lord, I sure like to be rich one day. <laughs> and uh, voice came and said, you are, you just don't know it. <laughs> Question you, Lord. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm put this to the minimum of words. How's that? <laughs> he said, "Check your environment." Check my environment. I got speakers up to the ceiling, keyboards, drums. <laughs> Check my environment. So I'm shaking my house down. Uh huh. I forgot I had the paintings. No way. And they was lost for 20 years in my house. <laughs> when did you come across them? When did you find them? I, 
They was behind the speaker that weighed 175 pounds. Oh. I rolled off down there and I got this thing on me. I picked it up. I said, I rolled it. I said, could this be what he's talking about? So, I said, uh, so, I said, what I'm going to do with this? I said, it looked like Pizzano, but it says Pizarro. He oh. wrote his R's backwards. Backwards. <laughs> you know, wow. what the hell is this? So I took it over to this lady's house who was a friend of my mother. She was an art teacher for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, what you got? She was hiding the clothes. She was an art teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, so she was hiding the clothes. I said, let me. She had them on the island. Boy, what, what you got? I said, yeah. Where you get these damn things from? You know, she's looking at the artist. She's, these are what I think they are. She knew exactly what it was. Yeah, this, these are worth millions. I, yeah, this lady been drinking. Because <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell, you know. I know she liked to drink on the weekend, but damn, you know. And then she went to the shade and looked at that. Just think you done brought this shit in my house, <laughs> you know. What the hell is wrong with her, you know? And so she went and got another book. She said, "If these, what I think there's is, now she explained it to me. These are Camille Pizarro." He trained Monet, Cizé, Cezanne, the God, you know. And I said, what the hell is this lady talking about? Because he's an impression. I don't know what the hell that is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, this thing you done brought, where you get these damn things from? I said, you know, my godfather up in New York, you met him. You know, he the one gave them to me. You know, it was a graduation present night back in 1974. 74, wow. That's incredible. You know, but he told incredible. me to hold on to him. Yeah. I done lost him for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I'm trying to get them authenticated. Maybe this might help. This, this guess, might help. We yeah. got to get the right person. You know, and I done talked to the number one art lawyer. And people don't know that art falls up under a different law. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They got art lawyers. For each, like for a piece of art? Yeah. Interesting. In so that's what you need to get? I talked to the. I talk, He wrote books like this. Oh, okay. He's like. <laughs> he's the one that knows about. He knows about the paintings I have too. You know. Wow. And so, I probably have to put him on a retainer or a retainer or something, and see if I can get him to work. But that's how. That's why I would write a book. That and I think that'd be a great title. It'll get it draw people in too with yeah. that. And they're like, what? Like what? Beat the drama. I like I like that. <laughs> that's uh, that's two great titles right there. We re- you should we should really get you started on that book, man. Yeah, no doubt. That you have a you have a lot of stories to tell. I can tell. <laughs> was um so was there ever a moment in like of honest career and honest journey you ever thought about quitting? Two or three times in my life, I had to quit. Oh, you had to. I got the blood clot in my leg. You know, one oh. Time and, uh, Doctor put me off from playing drums and this, that, and the other. And I had substitute drummers that would come in for me. Yeah. You know, with the band. And, uh, and of course, you know, I got drummers waiting to get rid of me. You know, yep. and so they, he don't need to be out there playing. He need to give it up. And, you know, I hear that all the time, you know. Uh. And it's like they waiting on me to, you know, get out of there so they can. Uh, so they can take it all. So they can take it Have it for themselves. Selfish. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah, that, that's how the music industry goes, right? It is. That is how it goes. 
what was it like what was the hardest thing also like like performing or or writing music or um playing making a beat for somebody like what, what was one of like the hardest thing in, in your in your career certain changes on certain songs uh, certain stops you know, uh, okay you know making mistakes with certain artists and they find you. Oh, you know. man. Interesting. You know, when a person want to do the hit movement like a Sade and you miss that beat, well, you're going to get fired. Really? Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> Just because... like that. James Brown did it all the time. <laughs> James Brown? Yeah. James wow. Brown did it all the time. I like James Brown. Yeah. Um, have, um, have, like, so have you ever been asked, right, to make a beat? Make a beat, whatever, and then, um, you make it, and they ever came in, they heard it, and they're like, no, nah, I don't want it. Do something else. I'm, I'm what they consider in the studio a one-time take. One time what? I don't, I don't go over no song. I, when, I, when I put it down, that's it. It's done. Really? Yeah. So, you, you, so you're, you know what you're doing on that drum set. I try to. I, gotta, I, gotta, I want to see you play. I want to hear you next play. Week, next week. You play, you play this you, next at, week? Next week. Oh, next Saturday. week? Next Saturday you play? Okay, at the um, with your band. Yeah. Oh, maybe it'll come through. I want to hear this. I want to see, man, cause you sound like you know what you did. Oh, humble, you humble. You got to be in the business. Music, right? Yeah. I can imagine that one. I know it's a very tough, tough industry to be in. That one, it's very tough. I know it's very tough. A lot of things going on in there. Um, what's what? What's the most like rewarding? Uh, what's what was one of the most rewarding things you ever to come up with? Humble life, mm. and to see where playing drums have taken nothing like that. Oh man, that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so glad I got to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So playing, just just being surprised of how where playing drums can get you in life. It, it, it's just no, it's no telling. Especially like you on a cruise ship or whatever. I was. Playing on Carnival one time, mm. and people enjoyed the show. It was the last night of the cruise, and I got off there. Ah, oh, man, we enjoyed the show. Dude. I'm saying, okay, yeah, all right. I, uh, you, you thinking about coming back? I said, I don't know. Next time I'm going on a cruise, you know. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, I was with Carnival. He said, I'm not calling from Carnival. I said, <laughs> You know, I'm calling for Royal Caribbean. I said, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> How you calling me? I played on Carnival last night. I ain't playing no Royal Caribbean. What they do, they send in people to observe what the other competition is Are doing. doing. And that's how he wind up getting my number. Wow. So you played on cruises, too. I didn't, I didn't know that. Wow. So you played on cruise ships. Yeah. Wow. And you would, go, would you be gone for how long? Would you only do like weeks or months? Whatever they Really? It's not long. I'm not gonna no. go on a long tour. Yeah, but, um, I was trying to get drink to go overseas, you know, but you don't like to fly. I said, Man, we take a slow boat. I, you know, I said, I'll give you a pill and you, you get on the plane and we, we get over there in Europe and do what we got to do. You know? Oh, Europe too? You've been the? You've been? No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was trying to get him back over there. Oh, okay, know? got you. Wow, so I'm, that's cool too. You got to play on cruise ships. And some people don't know that some of the baddest musicians on cruise ships are from the Philippines. Really? Philippines? Philippines. There's, there's 
some they got some of the baddest musicians on the planet. Really? And I said, man, how many songs you know? I know fifteen hundred. How many you know? Twelve hundred. How many you know? Uh, 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 one thousand sixty five. These guys know to the bone what they and know how to play them. I'm trying to tell you. Wow. And, and to go jam with them, it's like this is off the damn chain, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this boat is rocking. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was that. That's that's. I love I love the going cruises. Yeah, and the live bands are really cool. Yeah, wow. And you would do every night or every other night. Every other night, whatever you know. But it's it's just nothing like. Wow, I know the jam sessions. Jam. I love. I used to love to sit in on people just, just coming up with random stuff, playing on the strings, people playing the drums and the keys coming in. It just sounds nice. I love a little jam session. That's for sure. Oh man, and you still do that? You still do that? Yeah. Oh. There's no other joy, right? <laughs> so with your uh, with, with with performing live, like what was um your first time ever getting on stage and performing? Like you had the like Apollo. A, was it Apollo? And how was that? Your jitters and everything. And what happened? Really? Wow. How do you how do you manage that one? Like how do you? It was amateur. Okay. And see the Apollo every Wednesday or Thursday they would have their amateur thing. Oh. There's always a drum set there. Gotcha. Matter of fact, the drum set that I got, I initially seen it at the Apollo Theater. Mm. And it was what all the drummers in the world won, but they only made four. Really? Two on the East Coast, two on the West Coast. <laughs> and so I got one of the ones on the East Coast. No way. And it's called a, a Rogers XP8 set. Wow. And Rogers made it and uh-huh. went out of business. Wow, so you got the last one. I got the last how many, how many pieces? It's seven pieces. Seven? A full set? Yeah. Wow. And you still got it to this day? Yeah, I got it set up in my living room. It don't go out the house. It better not. <laughs> that's that's the holy grail right there. Yeah, and, and, you know, other, you know, the Japanese, Chinese, they came over here, they stole patents mm. from us. And they went over there and they called themselves making a burl. Ah. Have a set called Slingland. I had a set, uh, a musical called Slingland set, and that Rogers XB8. I used to see that in the Apollo. That's what they would use on various recordings. It's mm-hmm. a recording concert set. Recording, okay. And most people, most drummers don't know A B C D E F G. The tuning of them. Yeah, and they say A. I remember when I used to do the jumps. The, the tuna is very, it's very precise, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very precise. But it to, has to, it has to be tuned to a, a note. To the note. What do you typically use? A guitar or keys? Or you just you have you, you use the keys to get the same thing. Same sound, the same yeah. sound from it. I never knew that. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, if you've been wow. a, a old a drummer, most drummers would not know that. Yeah, wow! I did not <laughs> know that's how you tune the drum sets. Yeah, interesting. Um. You ever been performing live and like um, so like maybe they switch up or someone messes up? Like, how do you recover during like a live performance if there ever was? You a... try not to show it. Okay. Do you do you like do you like throw another like beat in there? Do you like you just act like it never I mean, happened? I mean, I have dropped sticks one time. I remember. Oh, that's my worst. foot pedal got caught in my pants. Oh, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's terrible, you know. Yeah, that's that back. You can't get that basic. Yeah. And so, you know, some of those things happen. That's why you see a lot of drummers, they would roll their leg up on the pants. So, yeah, so they can't you get know, cut. Uh, 
the other thing is the if it's not uh, a sturdy drum, they would even put rope to stop the bass drum from moving around. Moving around <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you keep up with like modern day drummers? Any, yeah. Yeah. The only, the only real, uh, the, the only one I really know right now is Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. He's the only one I know. He he's a wild drummer. He he be banging yeah, on those yeah. things. Well, <laughs> John Blackwell, that's Prince old drummer. Really? Yeah, he's from here. Yeah, he, before, you know him? Before he passed, I knew him before he passed. <laughs> and he um, he would come by to this place we're gonna be at next week and uh, off his tour and his wife. She was, hey, who's playing the drums? And I said, who the hell want to know, you know? <laughs> and, and my husband, I said, who, who your husband? He's on the driver's side. And uh, said, John, John, what's happening, man? Oh, you good now, man? Shit, I'm going <laughs> You know, but uh, he, he was, uh, I would call him a black ninja on drums. He was just that really sticks in the twelve. You know, oh. show, show been drunk. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I used to do that years ago. I'm not into that. No. Rolling sticks. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to stay in the pocket. That's all I want to do. That's it. That's it. Keep a nice steady being yeah. a little funky. You ever you ever met Prince or no? No. No? Wow. I was going to say, man. Prince, gotta... I have been around where he was at. Matter of fact, I was supposed to go to a concert. And the promoter was bringing Prince in, and they got snowed out rained out in Atlanta and I was mm. supposed to be backstage with him you know but this was before John was even playing with it we had hooked John up with Prince oh okay because he was just a bad behind drummer you know he's that and guy that, he was that yeah, guy that's, you need to be with Prince man. You know? Prince, Prince was a great performer yeah. wow that's that's really cool that's really cool man I'm so glad I was I'm able to meet you and I can't, I can, I, you, I can tell you guys stories for days. Man, I can and talk we, for hours. <laughs> man, I really appreciate you for being on here. Um, so as we, you know, close, get closer to the end here. Uh, so what I typically ask the person who I'm talking to or whatever, uh, what's some, like, what's one piece of advice you would give to a musician or someone who wants to start their drumming so uh, career or, or just music in general? What's one piece of advice you would give them? Be persistent mm. and don't give up. Don't give up. Be persistent and don't give up. Yeah. Okay. And handle your business. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to tell a young girl that all the time. She, We was opening up for, when I was with Blues DeVille, we was opening up for the Gap Band. Got all shaken up. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up, what the hell wrong with you? We go out for the gap, man. I don't give a damn about that. You all nervous and everything. You know what I want you to do? Come get out there and handle your business. Handle your business. That's, all, that's, that's, that's what I had to tell her. She, 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 she still talks about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, thank you for the piece of advice. So, anyone out there listening, just you know, you heard it here from a legend. I got, I, I you a legend now to me, man. Yeah. It's, it's it's honor to um talk to you and it's uh I wanna I'm gonna try to my best to come and I wanna see, see you live yeah. at the where where do you play at the joint the joint oh that that just seems like a nice little vibe yeah. I like yeah. that and we gotta get you started on this uh this this book. book. Yeah.
you thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you so much mr lewis for being able to get putting time aside thank you for everything uh just thank you for all the stories you shared i definitely would like to have you back on because i know hey, you have more yeah, stories we, we, we could do that all right that sounds good thank you so much for uh for tuning in everybody um continue to support the podcast subscribe like comment uh download uh thank you guys just so much for tuning in thank you again mr lewis You're